Hello, Mr. Fox. Scotty, I think that we are causing people to 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 ex- overexert themselves. Do you know why? Well, I, I do know why, but it, it's I think it's actually only you who are causing them to overexert themselves, not me. Oh, so what you're saying is you're disavowing me already? No, no, it's not disavowing. I am just um, speaking truth. It's uh, you know um, we 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 had a tweet uh, from a partial listener who stated that um, in the gym he runs while you're talking and stops when I start talking, and he's exhausted. (laughs) Well, if you think he's exhausted, think about the people who actually listen. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he's only using it as like a background running noise, (laughs) and he just waits for the the tone to change, and then uh, (laughs) does it. it it must be like you know if you're you're you know being chased by a herd of water buffalo or something as has that kind of background ominous sound discussion of file handling. But I have um, an idea. He he could yeah. be in the he could be in the gym right now. So I think um, if we like each said you know one number or one letter each and kept flipping, he would keep stop starting until he until he looked really stupid. So oh, let's try, that. try let's, that. Let's yeah. let's do the alphabet. I'll take the first letter. Ready? A B C D E F. That could be a really boring. Let's stop there. <laughs> <I'd> fine. <laughs> it was a good gag, though. Well, Scotty, now you're making me feel bad because I have yet more things to talk about, but I don't want to talk about them first. I think you should talk about what you want to talk about this because we're in this relationship together, and I want to be a good partner for you. So, what's on your? How was your day, honey? Tell me all about it. Well, I have been working. Uh, all right, that's with... boring. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That really is like going home and talking about work. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's... It's like really, could you take out the trash? <laughs> <laughs> oh, garbage collection. No, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about garbage collection. Oh, dear. I have been um, just doing something today. I mean, this is actually, this is where partial listener could help me because I'm sure there must be an easier way to do this. That um, I, for various reasons, I'm taking or all the different menus in an application I'm looking at, um, be they in the main menu or be they from a, the current, what would be displayed as context menus if if the context was triggered at that point, um, and trying to display them in a list, uh, including their keyboard equivalents. Um, so, of course, keyboard equivalents include all of the Apple, uh, you know, the, the special keys, the shift, the command, the option, the control, which all have their symbols as currently on the keyboard now i think there must be somewhere in the in the depths of AppKit a a method that will take um a set of key modifier masks and um just return you a string of all those symbols um but if there is i can't find it so therefore i'm having to go through the whole you know if this is in the key modifier mask put this unicode character in if this is in the key modifier mask put this um uh, Unicode character in, which just feels like I shouldn't be needing to do that. There must be this somewhere. So I, the whole time I'm feeling like it's, um, you know, I'm doing something wrong, and that's never a good feeling. Uh, I mean, this isn't, you know, I've been doing this the last sort of like 10, 15 minutes, which is why I lost time when, um, uh, lost track of time when you were waiting for me to record this excellent episode of the podcast. Um, 
so there. So do you know of anything in, in AppKit that would do that for me, or am I, am I getting this right? I don't, and I don't know why there would be in a public API. I mean, you would think that the, the folks who you know make documentation or documentation-like tools would have something like that because it's got to be a common problem. I'm just curious. Are you trying to do something where you like, you know, as part of a help system, it shows all the commands and then shows their equivalent or? Uh, basically what I'm doing is a, um, a fast pop-up <clears throat> where if, if you do the pop-up, it will list all of the currently available commands in a, in a big list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, okay, here's, let's take a step back. Uh, the application I'm working in has uh, a lot of different menu commands, and actually putting keyboard shortcuts on all of them would be a bit crazy, um, because there are lots of them, and you would end up with like you know 17 character combinations or whatever. But um, I'm adding a feature that allows people to um, use the app more efficiently without having to take their um, hands off the keyboard, but in a fast way to um, allow them to select things. So basically, if you hit a command combination, it brings up a pop-up window which contains a complete list of all the menu options that will be mm. valid right now um, with a search box. And if you start typing characters, it does some clever fuzzy fil- filtering down to um, just uh, you know what, what might be left. And you can then, if you get it down to one, you just hit enter. Or if you use the arrow key to get to the one you want and hit enter, it will then perform that as though you just use the arrow and click the menu or done the shortcut keys if it did have one. Mm. But of course, in this list, I wanted to display the shortcut keys as well because that will help people learn the shortcut keys for the future, which would still be faster than doing this. Um, but of course, if you just cast an NS menu item, it has a key equivalent um, uh, property, but that's only the um, actual characters. That's not any modifier keys. And it has a key modifier flags uh, a modifier flags property, which is a set of um, key modifier flags, uh, which I need to translate to a string, just like NS Menu does when it's displaying itself or a glyph of some form to display in my list. But um, and that's where I was at. And um, but isn't isn't the mask something that can be enumerated? And there's only so many keyboard combinations that, that there exist. There's Shift Control Out, you know, whatever those things. Uh, there is. It's a um, uh, it's uh, an option set, so you can't. It doesn't support um, enumeration. Uh, you can say, "Does it contain?" So you uh-huh. can say, and there is a limited set. So you can say, "Does it contain control? Does it contain option? Does it contain uh, these others?" And and it's actually not very much. It's like six or seven of them. So you can, you know, the code is. Uh, I've actually added an extension to NS Menu just to give me this string. Um, but uh, sorry, and it's menu item. Uh, but it's and so it's not like I've spent a long, long time writing code. It's only a little bit of code, but it just felt like code that I probably shouldn't be needing to write, which was right. strange. But there we are. Yeah, a, wow. a bit dull. But um, there we are. Um, our, our listeners will be uh, suffering from lack of exercise by now. <laughs> That's okay. So, so okay, folks, it's time to um, turn up those treadmills to uh, get the. Um, the, the gym towels ready and wipe those foreheads and make sure the deodorant is on because John is about to speak. <laughs> Johnny, 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 off you go. 
No, you can't. You can't. First of all, you can't just you 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 can't use such a lame introduction. It has to be much more excited. Something along the lines of Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh my God! What? I what? got more. I got more listener love mail from um. What's the new name I came up? Sammy Seabass. There we go. <laughs> you will and, have oceanographic references at some point. No, because the ocean will be empty of all living creatures sooner than I can run out of names. No, and 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 it's funny, kind of what uh, it it was a question about about view composition, and um, it was an interesting question, and and I have to say, I kind of I like thinking about these things because they're they're questions where you know you can find plenty of different answers about them, everything from reading the damn Apple documentation, which can either be you know helpful as a reference but not very good as an inspiration, or you can read kind of oversimplified blog posts, which tend to to kind of give people the copy and paste solution and kind of prevents them from understanding it. Um, so I try to I try to be helpful in helping somebody get over the problem quickly but also help them understand and learn things a little bit because it's helpful in the long run and i do it because i got that from 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 people when i was learning so to me this is kind of like the the you know good karma portion of 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 the podcast or of my career but it it really came down to uh you know it's for the polynome app which is a complex app it's necessarily complex and he brings up an interesting point is saying that you know when you have popovers on ios um they uh you know on on an ipad it's it's a popover sorry you know when you, you know what what is you know a type of context menu similar to what you're describing for for appkit for mac um but for iphone it tends to you know by default it just covers things up and it it brought up a kind of a question that that he had of uh there were multi parts of the question and one of it has to do with kind of best practices and one is a very practical why does this thing i need to do right now not work and it it unwinding it a little bit it came time to it came down to the the composition and presentation of views so i mean you know in the end views as we all know can can have sub views so you can you can manually compose a view hierarchy however you like and you can just go to town to it so that that's one problem that's how do you get something on a single screen or single view that is made up of multiple parts and you know, in, in many cases, when you have complex views that contain data or, or display data or accept input for many different aspects of one thing, whether it is, let's say, a video editing scene or the description of a photo and all the things related to it, or you know, the, the descriptions of, of of a piece of content on Netflix, it's very common to have lots of different things. So, if you think of the Netflix app, you know, you have you have pictures to contain things like the the to, to give a description of, of an episode or or a particular movie title. And then you have when was it released and and do we think it's a good match for you and and are there rating content ratings for it and what's the synopsis and so on and so forth so a lot of these little different components you could certainly have one massive view um, which you could call something like you know super mega groovy ultra view which describes everything you want to know about that particular title but you wouldn't do that because in practice you want to be able to recompose these views often because you might want to try different designs and some of the layout for any of the components of it might be fairly complicated so as an example you know there there is in the netflix app uh something that describes when something was released and what the the content ratings for of it is and what the running time is and and i even talked about it this is the one that uses the attributed string which so it contains both formatted text and images that are set as attachments so as you might imagine that's a a fairly complex bit of logic you know to, to be able to make it work 
And it's something that you would want to be able to reuse in other different places because you may decide that particular element of, of a composed view, you might want to change its layout or where it goes or something. So you really wouldn't want that in a single view, nor would you want all that logic, logic in the view controller that presents it. So when you talk about views and view controllers, that's where things get a little bit complicated because, you know, you can, you can use view controllers and, and child view controllers for containment. So you can have, you know, a view controller that has parent, you know, child view controllers whose view gets composed as part of the view. But the view controllers just kind of come along for the ride. But you can also have view controllers which are presented on top of each other or aside from each other in the case of a navigation. So that, that, that's, that's why it's very easy to get wrapped around the, the axle really, really quickly. Um, so I tried to give some, some best advice, and I was thinking what would be the description of the best practice of, like, when do you need a view controller and when can you just have a standalone view? And what I came up with, for best or, or better or worse, is, like, saying... If if you have a view that's going to get presented either on top of, of, of a view that you have, like it may grow, it may start in some position and then may grow to expand, you probably want a view controller to manage that. If it's just like the, the earlier case where I said where it's just part of something, you probably don't need it. And then the question of how do you define, you know, presentation of a view controller because there are lots of different ways you can do it you can you can present a view controller where it, it goes modally over the screen whether it, it obscures the entire screen or, or kind of lets something be visible behind it or you can put it on a navigation controller so it can get pushed or popped on a stack and and you can have different combinations and then of course there's the whole question about about animation how do you do that transition so that it's it's obviously a very very big topic um but I tried to simplify it as best I could. And so I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to actually ask you a little bit, does, does what I'm describing make sense to you? And also kind of what would your advice be to a, a, a young Jedi Knight in training? Well, I mean, my answer is there is many opinions on the way to do this as there are people who do it, I think. Um, and of course, you know, can, you can get down into some you know, massively complex architecture talks about how this should be done. Uh, it's not just about display, and as you say, it's about navigation and then computation and and where your data is coming from, and all sorts of things. I tend to in the in in the sort of app kit stroke uh, UI kit model, I tend to treat view controllers and views as the same thing. Together, they make up what will be in, in an M. Um, if you're talking about traditional MVC model view controller. I think, uh, particularly in um, UIKit, the view controller and the view actually, if in traditional MVC, are making up the view, and then your controller object should be um, just an independent object of some form, because the view controller is so inherently tied to a view um, that they're they're effectively the same thing. So I don't get too hung up on, uh, you know a view or a view controller. Um, I try to keep view controllers doing nothing but displaying data. View controllers shouldn't really be, in my opinion, calculating data. Uh, the data a view controller needs should be being given to a view controller by something that does calculate the data. And that depend, depends on what architecture model you're using. You know, sometimes you can have one of these architectures like Viper, which breaks things down into about nine 155,000 different <laughs> different objects to do things. I exaggerate, but it's quite a lot. Um, I think you know, on a system that is really, really complicated and, and maybe even more importantly, a system that has you know 
tens, if not hundreds of people working on it, the more granularity you get, the uh, sometimes the better that is because it means less code conflict, a bit more ideas of where things go, bit of identification. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I agree that everything you've said about a way to do it is a reasonable way of doing it. And then there'll be someone else who'll be telling you that, no, it's not a reasonable way to do it. But it's, um, uh, I, I think it's, to me, it's one of these things, it's not about, obviously there are wrong ways to do it, but let's not go there right now. It's not about which method you choose. It's about are you consistent in the way that you do things? Because if, mm. if you're if you're consistent, you're always going to know where to go to look for certain things that are happening. Whereas if you're inconsistent, you spend your entire time looking for things in code. So I would say, to me, uh, uh, I mean, obviously there's always exceptions. Consistency is the most important thing, as opposed to the fi- final choice you make of whether you use a view or a view controller for something. That's actually a really good point. You should that this should be like embroidered on a pillow somewhere because it's true. It's like unless it's if it's not pathologically wrong, you know, consistency is is if you follow the path of much more time spent reading code than writing it. That's a, that's a very good answer. I think. I mean, I think if you're using view controllers in the way that a lot of Apple sample code or samples use view controllers, where it's actually got business logic in there, it's trying to work stuff out. Um, then I would definitely make the clarification, you know, there should be none of that in a view ever. A view should display what it's given, end of story. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so if you do want to use view controllers in a bit more loose way, then, yeah, if there's any calculation logic, anything to be done, then you need a view controller to give data to the view. Um, but, you know, again, I try and keep calculation logic out of the view controllers if I can anyway, so... Yes, indeed. Well, all right. So I, I, Freddie, Freddie Fishstick, Sammy Seabass, you know, uh, Charlie Crab, Timmy Tuna, <laughs> Timmy Tuna. <laughs> I hope that that and the email helps a little bit. Um, See, I think I think he has absolutely no um, intention of using any of the advice we're given. He just wants to see how many names we can call him. So eventually when he files the lawsuit, he has plenty of evidence. <laughs> and what, what would be the basis of the lawsuit for, like, you know, um, mental anguish? Yeah. Any of our fractional listeners would, would, would qualify for that. And that's 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 the only thing that lets me sleep at night. I know that there aren't enough fractional listeners to, 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 to a class action make. <laughs> How many people do you need for a class action? Well, I don't know. It depends on whether you're talking about actual distinct human beings or, or bits of fractional attention. <laughs> yeah. You can't have one quarter of yourself bring a lawsuit, you mean? That's true. <laughs> uh, that is that is very true. So um, what have you... Okay, so you've been now giving um, listener advice, but uh, what have you actually been up to in this last, uh, this last week? Um, well, it's coming down to the wire of, of something that I'm going to be releasing soon. And, and it's, it, it's, it's been going back and forth between node Quarklandia and, and UI Kitlandia. Um, you know, so this is backend code, which it, it's a, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, I was getting a little bit, uh, not panicked, but I was, I, you know, all, all submissions for our endpoints have to pass unit tests. It just, it, there are hooks that you, you, you can't push to master until do it. And that's great. It's wonderful. It makes perfect sense. Um, but sometimes the, the, the tests don't pass and you have a very reasonable, you know, assumption that it's not your code that's doing it. Um, 
And so that that's that's kind of a frustrating thing. And and in the end, it, it, I was correct. It wasn't anything wrong with my code, but the, the, some other tests were failing. And the fact that the, the reason why the tests were failing is because they were making tests for something that's no longer valid because it's it, because it's just not. And somebody else kind of happily had the same problem. And they said, "Oh yeah, you know," and then then kind of made the made the made the changes, and so it was very easy to solve the problem. All I had to do was merge master into my branch, and then pass tests, and that that's great. Um, and it really just comes down to again thinking about like if if you are a sole developer on a project and your only colleagues are the internet, that's a big challenge. I remember what it's like when you are working in a, in a in a company in a, in a well you know well formed team. You always have people to ask help for, whether you know, even if even even if it's over Slack and they're they're sitting next to you with their headphones on, it's 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 incredibly helpful to be able to do it. And it comes down to again the case of the best results always come from when you have multiple people looking at it from a different perspective or have some bit of knowledge that that that, that they didn't have. By the same token, the guy who saved my my butt on this one, I was noticing something he had worked on. And where he was saying, yeah, and this is this, it's like, I have this attributed string, then I have to, I asked to, to put this image next to it. And it was a real pain in the ass. I had to like, you know, put an image view with it, with, you know, and, and have it attached to the other one and calculate. It's like, what's an attributed string? Just use a text attachment. It's like, yeah, I saw that. It's like, and I said, it's really easy. This is how you do it. So, you know, it's, and he, he, he hugged me and, and <laughs> which, which made me happy, of course, because I, I get no affection otherwise, but it, it just comes down to, you know, the, 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 the meta lesson out of all this is that there's no way that you're ever going to solve all your problems in life. So you ha- the, the, almost the best thing you can do as a software engineer is to learn how to be nice and, and, and ask good questions and cultivate a group of people. Who, who can help you, who are happy to help you because, because you're polite and nice and if nothing else, you kind of you remind them of, of what it was like when, when you were doing it, when, when they were learning and then they, they have empathy and then say, okay, sure, I'll help you. I remember how much time I struggled with this and I would rather that, that new generations struggle with new problems so that, that things get advanced. Um, so that was good. Uh, and then other ones <laughs> I've, I've taken to, to you know, I've become so attached to my snarky commit comments and Yes, because I'm ego, you know, an egomaniac. But also, I, I tried tried to have fun with them. And somebody pushed a, a a pull release, you know, a pull request in front of me, saying like, "Hey, you know, can you look at this? Because this is stuff that you'd put in a while, and it was very, it was perfectly possible to remove it." And just because the, the the feature that we were experimenting with, we determined we're definitely not going to do it, and and so there was just stuff that needed to be removed. And I had put in some some this thing particular problem you know post issues if for for the whole switch to to right to left layout <laughs> i'd put something in the comments saying it's like you know in order to ensure middle east peace do this um and and they they thought it was so funny and 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 then they and i said well much as i'm loath to to get rid of of I, I don't mind getting rid of my code but i hate getting rid of my snarky comments but i had to say goodbye to them which was uh, uh, yeah a sign of maturity on my part, I would dare say. And then the last other thing was, uh, uh, you know, uh, realizing that spelling actually matters because it's easy to think that it doesn't because it's kind of, you know, you know, code is not language, but it oftentimes is. And, you know, correct spelling does matter. But since you often will, will, 
you know, misspell something and knowing that you'll mis- misspell something, you'll define a, a, a property or instance variable somewhere and you copy it and you paste it somewhere else and nothing, nothing makes errors spread virally than, than copy pasta. Um, so I made a big, big old plate of copy pasta somewhere, not that big actually. And, and a bunch of unit tests were failing. And, and this was an interesting case where the unit tests on the, on, on the, the iOS side of it were passing because they were only kind of necessarily checking for conformance to a schema, but they weren't thinking about was the, was the value that was coming back correct in this context. And so the unit tests uh, passed on, on one side, but the, logically it failed in another. And and I was trying to get to the heart of it, and this it, it is it is very obscure, and but it, it really came down to it's like, well, let me check to make sure the API I'm using does work correctly because there was a change in server side API, and I needed to adapt to that. So we have this thing called REPLs, as in how to replicate something, and where you can have little snippets of code, and it's the it is the best reduction, the, like the very very simplest thing, where you're asking a question about some object, exercising some some methods, and getting the return data right away. It's and you can find out is it giving the data correctly, yes or no, and then then you can kind of move up the stack. And what I then realized is that the response had a had a property key for it. And when you're looking for that property key, you have to and, and that and the value for it is is a Boolean. What will happen is if the, the key is misspelled that you're asking for, it won't find it. And so the default value will be false, which might help pass a, a, a unit test somewhere saying that it's valid for the range of possible values, but not valid for the context that in which you're you're asking it because it, it masks something so anyway uh i discovered that things the spelling was incorrect fixed it the sun shone the the you know the rainbows came out of the sky everybody started singing and and i think that that in reflecting about this a lot of times what happens is is when you're an individual developer you're responsible for the whole universe you have to make everything happen and the universe is relatively speaking fairly small because it's it just comes down to does your program compile does it run on one or two devices and that that's about it right but then when you work on a larger team you have a much more complicated problem you know a much more problem you know complicated set of of conditions to work with it, it the the answer usually can't be found just by by looking at the documentation or or looking for for code to copy and paste on the internet you have to actually go ask people talk to human beings and since everybody's busy you have to be able to be very precise about what you're asking them because they have lots of their own problems to deal with so it always comes you know in handy when you can say this is what I've tried. This is this is you know here's here's what I've tried. This is how I am. This is how far along I am with them. Can you help me kind of understand something? And then people will be able to much more inclined. And you have to be, you have to give as good as you get. So you have to realize that people are going to be asking you similarly. So, you know, my days recently and, and, but, but also in general are kind of help somebody else ask for help, take the help that I got, finish something. You know, when I'm done finishing something, maybe going back to, to help something else. It's it's never just this kind of sole practice where you, you might have five hours, six hours straight working on nothing but 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 your single problem. When you're working in a group, you have to kind of work with others all the time and, and you can't really get help unless you you've been nice to other people. Anyway, there's that this should have been enough to 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 cause our fractional listener to be keeling over right now. 
And that's the, he, yeah. he didn't expect it because this wasn't an announcement of a speech I'm going to give on one thing. It was just like this rambling shit. And even now he's wondering to himself, all right, okay, you're winding this down. Can I please stop? <laughs> My legs are falling off. <laughs> and I say to you, fractional listener, no. And in fact, this gives me an idea that what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to pivot this podcast and we're going to call it I Peloton. <laughs> Oh, it's just that when next week when we do the the uh, the special um, first episode of March seven hour edition, uh, <laughs> March seven hour edition, and, and, and I'm not going to say a word, <laughs> only John. <laughs> and can go. Yeah, and you know, we're going to. Oh. Did you ever see the movie Speed? You know, it, it's a it's yes. yes so we're going to loop yes. me, and was determined if if if, if, if people can deting, distinguish the fact that I've been saying the sh- same shit on repeat for the last twelve hours. So you must be a uh, Keanu Reeves, and I must be Sandra Bullock. There we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's in there. Oh, see, I've been. Um, I, I, I was going to tell you some of my own own war stories, more war stories from this week, but you've, um, you've had so many, um, and gone on so long. There's no time for me, so I'll have to do it next week. Let gives you something uh, to live so for. Next, yes, it does. Next week, remind me to tell you to begin. Tell you my uh, import war stories. Okay. As you, as I've said before, our um, in Moneywell, we've moved from using core data to just using SQLite. But so, of course, we have to provide a. An importer and import is um, is hard. Lots of uh, lots of things, and I will I will try and remember to talk uh, uh, about that next week. So I might talk quite a lot about it. In which case, uh, fractional lister, you'll get quite a lot of rest. Mm. So you know, control those calories next week. <laughs> <laughs> so John, yes, you do, if you control those cal- calories, you don't want a whole lot of copy pasta. Um, good, <laughs> good, good, John. If people want to. Um, Thank you for their new level of physical fitness. <laughs> what should they do that? <laughs> you can you can unleash your your roid rage on Twitter, wherever everybody else is doing it, where you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to, to, to taunt you about the fact that in a post-Brexit world, imports are more difficult than, than you would have imagined, where might they do that? Oh, look Did, at that! That was good. Wasn't that satire good? and a tech podcast. There we are. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I, I, I would be impressed if, uh, I, I don't know if both of them weren't so horrible. Anyway, okay. So um, people can send me love and affection and sympathy on Twitter as Mac Devnet. Of course, they can get hold of both of us and tell us to shut up on our feedback at iDeveloper.co. Well, John, it's been uh, great listening to you again. I mean, I'm um, talking with. <laughs> Well, it's been great. It's been great speaking over you as well. Oh dear! I think okay. Uh, see, if if we were one of the like really popular podcasts, yeah, okay, that had real fans, um, unlike this one, which has fractional listeners who try and try and divide up the listening duties. Someone, someone after this conversation would go back through every back episode and work out the percentage of time you were speaking versus the percentage of time I was speaking through our entire back catalogue. Um, yeah, that's what real fans would do. It's a machine learning problem <laughs> out there for the world. <laughs> yeah, yes. Maybe fractional like listener guarantee. at Apple is looking for an interesting WWDC example. They could be. We could send them all of our audio. Yeah. So uh, all of our back episodes are available on the website. Um, if you really want to go back and perform that task, or you just are, you know, incredibly um, starting an incredibly uh, uh, challenging new exercise regime. Okay, right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, until next time, you take care.